the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, my friends. It is rare that I take three days off. But yes, I, even I need vacations. And it was a remarkable one. Maybe I'll get a chance to talk to you a little about it. I, I was in, I think, eight cities in nine days or ten days, whatever I was away. Uh, yesterday in Vermont. It's very hard to get from Vermont anywhere by airplane, as it happens. Which is its own story. Do you know that a man was kicked off my plane last night for unruly conduct? No. It had never happened. We were delayed an hour. Officers came on board. He just, uh, and my first question to the flight attendant was, was he drunk? Mm -hmm. And she didn't know. She didn't actually see it. it. I was in first class and it happened in coach. It's, uh, it's disturbing. It, 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 these things are disturbing. She said, I understood it. She even said, I understood it during the mask period. Because she thought masks were were the the, uh, the worst thing possible for for air travel, and and that's correct. They were they were the worst thing possible for human interactions. Well, anyway, I'm back. It's great to be back, and America is in the uh, difficult situation of the unbridgeable gap between left and right. Later on, if I have the time, because there's so much I want to talk to you about having been, not been here. By the way, thank you to Amala Bonobi, Bob France, Mark Davis, because when I'm gone, I'm in, I'm in truly one. This show is in wonderful hands. I needed to say that because, of course, I believe it. So I was reading, as I tell you all the time, I always read comments, nearly always. I mean, it, it, unless the article is just is not here or there it's just something i want for information and the there was a, a piece with uh, david brooks wrote a piece in the new york times david brooks was once a conservative and i don't say this is an, a criticism i just i i would say he is now a liberal not a leftist uh, he's rooting for the democratic party to the best of my knowledge uh, but he wrote about how the the left is ruining the Democratic Party. After the after writing about how wonderful Joe Biden's policies have been, he wrote. However, there is this. He didn't say woke. I don't think uh, leadership uh, like on the transgender issue, and they're losing the average American, which is, I believe, true. But we'll find out uh, obviously in two weeks. Every comment that I read, I mean, I didn't read 3,000, but I read them in terms of popularity. So the most, 
every one of the most popular column of the most comments were about how the Republicans are a threat to this democracy. If the Republicans win, the democracy is over. If the Republicans win, the democracy is over. Now, do you know what I mean when I say that there's an unbridgeable gap between the left and the right? Because we don't believe, we know that the left is destroying this country. And they believe the Republicans are destroying the country. But do you know that not a single example was given in a single comment by any of these people? I have a list uh, in a column that I wrote of 20 institutions that the left is destroying. I'd like to know what are the Republicans destroying? How are are they destroying democracy? But that's all they read. They read the New York Times, so they believe that the Republicans are destroying democracy and that if they win, it's over. That That Donald Trump was a fascist, but Donald Trump governed for four years and the fascism didn't didn't seem to take root in this country from the right. That the use of the FBI and other government agencies to suppress dissent is entirely done by the left. Repeat, the suppression of free speech using American institutions, government institutions, is entirely done by the left. And, and, the, and the Republicans are the threat to democracy? Wow. So... That's, that's what they believe. Remember, I've said to you almost every day of my conscious life that the truth is not a left-wing value. Take the doctor of, of uh, Fetterman. What's Fetterman's first name again? John? Yeah. The doctor, John Fetterman's doctor told the country that his patient was, was perfectly capable of handling Senate... Uh, the senatorial duties. The doctor of, uh, of John Fetterman lied to the country on behalf of the election of his, of his patient. Does that matter to the American Medical Association? Had this doctor ever said, I gave ivermectin to a patient who had COVID, they, the, the, they would very possibly lose their license, as is happening to a doctor in Maine. You sent me a story on that, but did you know the story was from years ago? The story was not a, uh, it was like a 10 years ago or eight years ago or something, five years ago. Anyways, a long time ago. doesn't matter. I looked her up and, and it, it's a woman and, and it's ongoing. I'm just mentioning it to you so you'll know because this is not new, what the, uh, what the medical boards are doing to people. She, there were comments that she had said. Ivermectin is, is more recent than five years anyway. So, But this is, this is stuff that is happening, but not to a doctor who lies on behalf of his patient for political reasons. Tucker Carlson played left-wing media people speaking about how perfectly coherent John Fetterman is. They lied. They just lied, but they don't care that they lie. And the reason that they don't care that they lie is that truth is not a left-wing value. The, the, the victory of the left is infinitely more morally significant than truth. Therefore, leftist victories are always based on lies, like the Russian collusion with the Trump campaign.
wait till it comes out how much they lied about the COVID. One of the greatest gigantic lies in an American history. The redefining of the term vaccination. Did you know that? It's been redefined now twice. That means it's had three definitions in the last few years. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't really mean protect. It, it means uh, it, uh, it, it improves your chances of survival. It, does, it doesn't mean immunize. Immunize doesn't mean that it, it works with everybody. Really? When we say that there's a smallpox vaccine, do we not mean that it protects everybody from smallpox? What does the smallpox vaccine do? Prevent you from serious illness when you get smallpox? They lie, and they lie, and they always lie, and they sleep well at night. But we are the threat to democracy. We are the threat. Where was the latest example of the five-year-olds being given a drag queen story hour? There was yet a, another example, I think is in one of the articles that you put up. Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia, yeah. God, Philadelphia, whew. That's a city that's being destroyed by the left. Wow. In every way, shape, or form. Even things that I brought to your attention about one of the greatest orchestras in the world, the Philadelphia Orchestra. How woke the Philadelphia Orchestra is. Well, we got elections. Now here's the key, the key to all of this. A vast number of Pennsylvanians have already voted because the left has destroyed Election Day. Intentionally. Because less fraud is possible if there's one day and there are paper ballots, which is what we had. What was wrong with it? If you couldn't make it that day, you, re- you requested a ballot by mail. Why do, have, why do they send millions of ballots out a month in advance? Why? Do you think it's in order to have a more honest election? Well, if you work for the New York Times, that's what you believe. They have destroyed Election Day. So vast numbers of Pennsylvanians not knowing how impaired John Fetterman is voted already many of them for John Fetterman. Many of them would not have voted for John Fetterman. Maybe they would have not voted. Maybe they would have voted for Mehmet Oz. That's the genius of doing this so well in advance. But nobody hears this on the left. They don't listen to talk radio. They don't visit any of our websites. They live in a cocoon. You can't live in a cocoon if you're a conservative. You're saturated with what they have to say. We continue. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. The Fed is unstable. Interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're relocating and need to buy a new home or invest in real estate, get fully underwritten and approved with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at Sierra Pacific Mortgage before you make an offer. Their fast-track approval process will allow you to compete with cash offers, whether you're buying today, tomorrow, or a year from now. Even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, supply chain issues, and limited construction means the real estate market is limited and competitive. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com right now. 
Get fully approved today and have confidence so that when you're ready to buy, you'll have the money ready to go. Don't wait. Go to andrewandtodd.com. Lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. I'm Dennis Prager, in the one in the Prager for Hillsdale.com. So they all lied for John Fetterman, and that is par for the course. So the President of the United States was interviewed by a, a man who is transgendering to identify as a woman. Let me, let me make it clear, a man cannot become a woman. It is not possible. Can look like a woman, take a woman's name, dress like a woman, all of that is possible. And I, I divide in this arena those who deny that there are only men and women in the human species, those whether they are transgender or they are cisgender, as they now say. They, they are the problem. The people who, who are telling children there's no boys and girls, you'll decide, you might be both, you might be neither, you can change, they, uh, they are bringing down the civilization. The individual person who quietly is so uh, at, at, at ill ease with his or her sex and wants to be perceived as a member of the other sex, that's another matter. But the celebration of this is a matter for all of us. Joe Biden, who is a contemptible human being and is doing everything he can to ruin America and has been somewhat successful, we'll see how successful in two weeks, decided to have a man transitioning to identify as a woman interview him. Daily Mail. Experts alarmed by trans TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney's fan base bump. Child care experts are expressing alarm over transgender TikToker Dylan Mulvaney's popularity bump after her White House debut saying social media is driving a spike in teens seeking sex change procedures. Why do you think that there is this vast increase in something that was virtually unknown just a few years ago? Do you think it's because there are more young people in touch with their true self? I'm really not a boy. I'm really not a girl. I would like my genitalia cut off. I would like my breast cut off. You think this is normal? You think this is healthy? What do you think this is driven by a lost society's social media, specifically the left, which ruins everything it touches, including young people. Clinicians say Mulvaney's sit-down time with President Joe Biden has raised the social media sensation's profile, extending her reach and likely influencing teenage fans who may themselves be questioning their own gender identity. Thank you, President Biden. Thank you, President Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. 
history will judge you to be the awful, awful influence that you have been. The gigantic loser that you are. I've never spoken of a president like this in my life. I never imagined I would. He is a lowlife. Mulvaney's TikTok following grew to 8.4 million. You know how sad that is? You know, that's really distressing. After her White House appearance, while she is entitled to share her experiences online, experts told Daily Mail that online influencers like her in part drive an alarming uptick in teen transitioning. Of course. You're a boy, say you're a girl, you might, you might get to interview the president. Was there any other reason this person was invited to in, interview the president of the United States? Had this person remained identifying as a boy? Do you think he would have been granted an interview? Of course not. It is one thing to tolerate. It is another to utter to celebrate, better, to celebrate. It is a tragedy. Every transition is a tragedy. Can we say that? Do you really think that people get happier when they cut their breasts off or their penis off or remove their testicles or get hormones of the other sex? Do you think they're happier when that happens? They may be more famous, you think they are ultimately happier? The left-wing media doesn't allow you to ask the question. They don't allow you to have the people who regret their transition have their day. They're called social media influencers because they influence people, said Lisa Marciano, or Marciano, a clinician with the Gender Exploratory Therapy Association, a group of therapists. It's very, it's very concerning to see social media influencers get this kind of attention, being asked to visit the White House, celebrated and valorized without any critical appraisal or explanation or alternative viewpoints. And that could affect people. I think the president would appear with someone who regretted the transition. <laughs> to say it's a rhetorical question is to understate the case. Mulvaney, 25, has gained a massive following on TikTok as she documents her transition to a transgender female. Originally identifying as non-binary, but telling followers in March that she was a girl. She first joined TikTok back in 2020 after a stint playing Elder White in the Book of Mormon on Broadway. The influencer plans to get gender reassignment surgery on her face in December. Yep. God and nature made a mistake. Mulvaney will correct it. 
Most of us know that being online means that everything we do is under constant surveillance, whether it's big tech companies creating detailed profiles of our personal lives or government agencies scanning our emails even when we haven't done anything wrong. Our privacy has never been more at risk. How can we make sure our personal information stays private? The first thing is to switch to a secure email service such as StartMail, which keeps emails safe. Every email can be encrypted or protected with a password, which means no one can read, scan, or sell your private information without your consent. When you delete an email, it's gone forever. Another thing I like about StartMail is that you can generate unlimited disposable email addresses so I never have to give out my real email anymore. Switching to StartMail is simple. Your emails and contacts are transferred in a few clicks. Sign up with StartMail today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Prager. Hello, my friends. It will go down in history. Staggering, destructive disservice that Joe Biden did to this country and the Western world and to the young people of America in particular, celebrating a young person, quote-unquote, transitioning. It is one thing, as I said, we tolerate people who, who are different, understood. You certainly don't persecute. But to celebrate as President of the United States... This will go down in history. Once this age of hysteria and mania passes, and it's passing in Europe, by the way, Spain, Sweden, Britain, those are the ones I remember. There are many more. They're, they're all, uh, Finland, they're all basically stopping this stuff with young people. Joe Biden and the Democrats of the United States celebrated. At this, at this time in, in the world, the United States is the producer of the worst ideas, the exporter of the worst ideas. As someone who has loved this country all his life because of all the good it has done, I, I just have to acknowledge all the bad it is doing. I, I am not a blind fan of my country. I am a sighted fan of my country. The left is destroying this country and it is exporting its sick ideas to the world. Most particularly this stuff about transitioning, of celebrating young people mutilating their bodies because of some fantasy they have that they will be happier as the other sex. Mulvaney met Biden on Friday as part of a panel of six progressive activists for Now This News. In the interview, which aired on Sunday, the Democrat vowed to protect, quote, gender-affirming care. In other words, protect 18-year-old girls who wish to have their breasts cut off because they think they're a boy at 18. They can't smoke a damn cigarette at 18, but they can cut their breasts off. And there are crazy... Well, crazy is too mild. There are some really sick surgeons out there who will do this, thinking they're doing good, 
You know, most people who do evil think they're doing good. Did you know that? It's important that you know that. That's why I never, I never thought that the word sincere was all that significant. There are sincerely bad people on earth. A report by the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, published this year found that 300,000 U.S. children aged between 13 and 17 identified as transgender in 2020. Oh, my God. I bold in this, and yet I didn't, I didn't assimilate it into my heart. 300,000? 300,000 sad families. 300,000. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I didn't realize the number was that high. It's doubled in the last two years. No, excuse me, five years since 2017. Doubled. You don't think this is entirely influenced by media? By lost kids who think they'll be popular or they will stand out or they will solve other problems that they have. Growing up is difficult. Adolescence has always been difficult. But this is the first time in recorded history that hundreds of thousands of adolescents have thought that the solution to adolescent angst is to cut your genitalia off. Get it? Thanks to children's hospitals. Thanks to the American Medical Association. Thanks to the Democratic Party. And thanks to the lowlife who is president of the United States. Just thought you ought to know that. Whom you can thank for this. A 2018 study by Brown University scholar Lisa Littman says ever more social media content on transgender issues encourages, quote, vulnerable individuals to believe that nonspecific symptoms and vague feelings should be interpreted as gender dysphoria. President of the United States celebrates this. The President of the United States. No other world leader other than perhaps our neighbor to the north does this. Not one. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. This set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code Prager. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. 
sounds like uh, gypsy music, which I love, by the way. And it's cool. Hey, Sean, send somebody in because I don't have electricity going to my computer here. For reasons that only Hashem knows. All right, everybody. You vote Democrat, you're voting on behalf of having hundreds of thousands of more young people decide that they are not a boy or a girl. Just wanted to know that. That is a fact, what I just said. The Democrats celebrate kids who cut their genitalia off and take, and take, but you don't like the word kid? Young people, okay? Young people. If that's not dispositive, then nothing is. Democratic Party is a vile party. Nice people vote for a vile party. I can chew gum and walk at the same time. I acknowledge that nice people can do tremendous harm. Adolescents may come to believe that transition is the only solution to their individual situations. That exposure to internet content that is uncritically positive about transition may intensify these beliefs, said Brown University scholar Lisa Littman. Worried moms and dads describe their kids binge-watching videos on YouTube and other platforms that drive an urgency to transition and instruct minors, quote, how to deceive parents, doctors, and therapists to obtain hormones quickly. Why should that be allowed? Why should you be allowed to give an, a, a, a minor such hor- horrific things as puberty blockers? They can't smoke a cigarette, but they could take puberty blockers. They can't smoke a cigarette, but they could have their breasts removed. It's a sick place, all because of the left. A-L-L, all. Left and sick are synonymous. And the best educated are the sickest, because they've been indoctrinated the longest. Tell me what I said that's wrong. Unless you think this is a great development, t- tell me the truth. Okay? For the, the Democrats listening, do you celebrate the fact that 300,000 kids say, what are the ages? Yeah, kids, 13 to 17. Identified as transgender two years ago. It's more now. Do you celebrate it? Do you think it's a tragedy? What do you think it is exactly? Do you welcome it? Are you blasé about it? What do you think about that fact? Do you think the party you vote for is instrumental in making this likely? Yes or no? A complaint to the Federal Trade Commission obtained by Daily Mail says Dr. Gallagher, who dubs herself Dr. Titus Deletus, another another, uh, wonderful doctor, I tell you, uh, this, is, this has been news to me, the number of doctors who are morally unimpressive. A glib reference to breast removal surgery. Isn't that cute? Dr. Titus Deletus. She's a doctor in Miami. Yeah. Dr. S- what is it? Sive? It's, it's pronounced. She's from Ireland. 
Sive Gallagher, S-I-D-H-B-H, but I think it's pronounced Sive. Uses catchy videos with pop music, backing tracks as a marketing gimmick to attract, quote, vulnerable and impressionable minors to surgical procedures. The picture is different in Europe. Britain's National Health Service this week unveiled plans to restrict puberty blockers and other treatments for children, saying they are often only going through a transient phase. Sweden and Finland have made similar moves. Julia Mason, an Oregon-based pediatrician and an advisor for the Society for Evidence-Based Gender Medicine, said Biden's meeting with an advocate of transitioning was sending the wrong message to young people. I look forward to President Biden meeting a detransitioner to get some alternative views of this topic, said Dr. Mason. <laughs> okay. I look forward to, let's see, the Angels winning a World Series. Actually, that's more likely. An increasing number of people who have undergone gender transitional procedures are voicing regret for their choices, with many saying they feel they were influenced into making drastic choices without proper counseling. Shabe Shifter says he even dreams about having a penis, while before his first transition he would dream about having a vagina. You get that one? Oh, is he it? Is he it? Oh, yeah, so he's one who regrets. He regrets, right. A 32-year-old detransitioner from Massachusetts going by shapeshifter. That's it. Says he was brainwashed into removing his penis by staff at Fenway Health and the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery. Philadelphia, what a shock. God, you have a sick city, my dear friends in Philadelphia who didn't warn him of the negative effects of surgery because it was, quote, bad for business. I will never be able to get my penis back, which is extremely traumatic for me. That's right. The bastards who made it possible for you. I hate them. 26-year-old from the United Kingdom named Sam says she regrets the transition she undertook at 21. She said she made the decision to transition after a mere two-hour counseling session. Vote Democrat, and you're voting for hundreds of thousands of more young people transitioning. What a beautiful America the Democrats and the rest of the left have made. It's about as sad as it gets, my friends. We used to export beautiful values for all of our history. I'm Dennis Prager. We shall return. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. It is good to be back. Where was I? Started in L.A., went to Orlando, then Atlanta, then Philadelphia, then Pittsburgh, then Chicago, then Philadelphia again, then Drove to Vermont from Philadelphia, gave a speech, was it yesterday? No, the day before, flew back yesterday, last night. Guy was kicked off the plane for rowdiness. First time I've had that, I think, 
The plane actually went back to the gate. It was Vermont. By the way, guess who I was seated two seats from? Bernie Sanders. No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is hilarious. You know, I tell you, I was, t- I was telling my wife during the time because so we were in first class. He was in first class right across from us. He was wearing a mask. In fact, he wore three different masks. I don't, I don't know exactly why, but so I was wondering: was he wearing a mask to remain anonymous, or because he believes in it? And I think he believes in it because even in the front row where no one would see him because he was at the window. He kept. The, he wore his mask. It's fitting, isn't it, that Bernie Sanders would be wearing a mask? Anyways, just uh, I, what? But I did think. I said to my wife, "Why don't I just walk over and say, sir, you don't know me, but I'm, I'm a somewhat prominent conservative, and I would love a selfie with you.'" <laughs> but I, I didn't want to bother him. That that would have been fun, actually, to put that up. Bernie and I. So he's, uh, that's funny. Sean said to me, I have no desire to go viral, do I? <laughs> that would go viral. I, I agree with you. Then he'd wonder, what what is, somebody on his staff would say, why did you pose with this guy? <laughs> yeah. It. So I'm going to ask Alan, my producer here and co-founder of PragerU, do you think Bernie Sanders has a clue what PragerU is? Uh, I would say no. I would say no as well, which reinforces my belief that they know nothing about us being the conservative world, nothing. We know all about them. We study under them. We watch them. We hear them. But there is no symmetry here. They're oblivious to our existence, except for what the New York Times or any other left-wing source says. The reason I was... So I was in the first four cities with my Salem colleagues. I reported to you that when I was there. It was a wonderful trip, actually. You could read about the story as I told it with my black Uber driver in Philadelphia. And it was just, it was a great scene. You should read about it. It's my my column this week at DennisPrager.com, Town Hall, and elsewhere. My wife and I, my wife met me in Chicago, and on Saturday night, we went to the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. We bought these tickets months ago. So you know how much I'm involved in classical music. And generally speaking, people think the Chicago Symphony Orchestra is the, is the best orchestra in the country, which is hard to assess because there are really many great ones. But th- that's its reputation. And one of the two, three greatest on earth. So I, we got seats in the back, right behind the orchestra. There were some seats there. So you, you can, you're almost sitting in the orchestra, the sound Sound was beyond belief. My wife and I travel 
anywhere in the country, if a great orchestra plays either one of two symphonies by a composer named Anton Bruckner, late 19th century Austrian, either Bruckner's fifth or Bruckner's eighth. We heard Bruckner's fifth with the Cleveland Orchestra a week before the lockdowns in 2020. We flew to Cleveland for that, and we, we met in Chicago for this, and I, uh, we, we were both just transfixed. I have an interesting uh, thing to report, however, about that evening, and it was a magnificent, magnificent evening. People just stood up and cheered for five minutes after the concert. At least five minutes. It was one piece, just that. It's an hour and a half symphony. Bruckner's Eighth. If you try it, you, you won't love it the first time, probably. But by the tenth time, it'll start to touch your heart. But not everybody's. You, you know, it is what it is. So, listen to this. In this great orchestra, there are sections, right? Viola, violin, woodwinds, brass, trumpets, trombones, horns, right? Oh, there are sections. So one section is the bass players. And there were eight. Uh, sometimes there were seven, sometimes six. But this was a full, Bruckner demands a lot of musicians. Every one of the bass players wore a mask. There was no other section of the orchestra where everybody wore a mask, and only a handful of, of any of the other members of the orchestra, certainly the conductor didn't. Why did they do that? And they were almost all young. I have no idea, but I have to tell you it was depressing. In an otherwise luminous evening, all I had was contempt for the members of the bass section of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. What's, what statement were they making? It's unsafe up here? What, what statement were they making to the public? Do they understand how ludicrous it looks to people? You can't see a single member of the bass section's face? Those of you in Chicago, if any of you have any contact with the orchestra, I would love you to let me know what's going on there. I, I need them to understand that for most people, they looked stupid. Just, that's just the way it is. This is nearly November 2022. Do they know that it, it's over? Will they wear it forever? Will they wear it every flu season? Will they wear it every cold season? Are they afraid of dying if they breathe in air with other orchestra members? Why did they do this? So my suspicion is it's solidarity with one or two of the others because people are sheep. What you say to the ones who want to wear masks is, wear a mask, I'm not. You're not in solidarity with me not wearing a mask. Why should I be in solidarity with you wearing a mask? 
that useless piece of cloth that makes you look like it made Bernie Sanders on the plane. If indeed it was Bernie Sanders, it is, it, as my wife said, maybe it's a doppelganger. But since we were flying from Vermont to Washington and it looked identical to Bernie Sanders, the evidence was strong that it probably was. Masks. The ability of people to believe nonsense is unlimited. It is. It's infinite. There is no limit to the amount of drivel human beings can believe. That's why I've said from the earliest times in my life, I love people and I have contempt for humanity. 1-8 Prager 776. It's a fun thing to do, my friends, to have something that precious in your life that you travel for. It doesn't have to be classical music. But these are the things I, you know, I told you experiences are more important than, than objects for happiness. Something to think about. Like when we go to Israel with, with listeners. Back in a moment. Across the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. The elections are coming up in two weeks. Vote Democrat. You vote for more murder in the country. That's a fact, not an opinion. You know it's true. If you deny it, you're lying to yourself. Wherever the Democrats govern, I'm talking about cities, not states. States, when the, when the liberals and left, both of them lie about this, not just leftists. Oh, red states have more murder rates, you know, because they often have cities with a lot of murderers. It's not the state, it's the city. You're voting for hundreds of thousands of more young people to be profoundly confused for the rest of their lives. Let me get this straight, folks. You're either a boy or a girl. Period. End of issue. Anyone telling you otherwise is lying to you. They are lying one of the great destructive lies of modern times. You're a boy or a girl. And if you're a kid, that's it. You're confused. Welcome to the world. A lot of people are confused, but you're either a boy or a girl, and you're born a boy or a girl. It is not assigned by the doctor. It is not assigned by your parents. It is assigned by biology. If you believe in God, assigned by God. If you don't believe in God, assigned by science. Okay? Whatever Boston Children's Hospital is telling you, they're lying to you. The fact that there are so many doctors that are lying, whether it was about COVID, the vaccine, or transitioning, is a tragedy of magnificent proportions on the decay of the medical institutions of this country. To say that you don't know if you can trust a doctor is a very sad development in our society. Some doctors are completely trustworthy. Many are not. But it's true for lawyers. 
And it's true for every other profession. Character is a rare achievement. And if people don't work on it, they don't have one. Amazing. It's considered by the left to be false and hateful to say there are only two sexes. Do you understand the the depths to which we have sunk? Do you understand that this is almost unique to the United States? I read to you how many countries are stopping this, but not America. It's actually celebrated by the President of the United States just this past Sunday in having a transitioning male to female interview him. Wow. Daily Wire, Spain's medical societies revolt against proposed transgender law. That's really nice to hear. The the medical profession in Spain is not as corrupt as the medical profession in America. The damage done to the greatest country that was ever created is so great that it's no longer the greatest country in the world. Doesn't mean I don't fight for it and its values. It means I don't lie because it hurts to tell the truth. Leading medical institutions in Spain are speaking out against the newly proposed trans law that would allow minors to self-declare as transgender and access irreversible medical transition procedures. The second largest printed daily newspaper in Spain, El Mundo, published a story on its front page last week with the headline, Psychiatrists explode against the trans law. It can bring a lot of pain and regret to many people. Wow. Psychiatrists in the United States are among the worst of all the medical groups. You don't get more woke than psychiatry. This is long-standing. Remember how many psychiatrists signed a petition that Barry Goldwater was mentally defective? And to be, What year did Goldwater run? 1964. 64. Wow. So that's 34, 54 years ago. 56 years ago. 58 years ago. (laughs) The corruption in American psychiatry as compared to Spanish psychiatry is interesting. Subheadings were translated as, there is an avalanche of adolescents who believe they are trans and the majority are not. And what do we do with someone whose penis has been severed and wants it back? Wow. That was in the second largest printed daily in Spain. Wouldn't have that in the U.S. Bernard Lane, a Sydney-based independent journalist, reports that the directors of Spain Society of Psychiatry, Association of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, and Society of Endocrinology were interviewed by El Mundo, voicing their fears and objections to the trans law. In other words, the politicians were left-wing. But the doctors were not, unlike the doctors in America. Not all doctors, all the doctors' associations, with rare exception. The draft trans law allows a change of sex in the registry from the age of 12 with judicial approval from the age of 14 with parental support 
but a judge can override parental refusal, and from the age of 16 independently. The medical societies of Spain share the concerns of Sweden, Finland, and England, whose national health departments have all abandoned the gender-affirming model of care after performing independent systemic systematic reviews of the available evidence. Most recently, the United Kingdom's National Health Service proposed new guidelines last week recognizing that children and adolescents identifying as transgender transgender may be experiencing a transient phase and warning that doctors should not encourage them to change their names and pronouns as social transition is not a neutral act and could have significant effects in terms of psychological functioning. Additionally, they have banned the use of puberty blockers in patients under 18, making exceptions only in certain cases for strict clinical trials. Dr. Kelso Arango, head of the Child and Adolescent Psychiatry Department in one of Spain's leading public university hospitals, told El Mundo... In an interview earlier this month at the hospital at which he works has seen an explosion in young people identifying as transgender. On a day-to-day basis at the Gregorio Marañón Hospital in Madrid, we are assisting an explosion, a boom, an exponential increase in adolescents who say they are trans and they are not, Arango said. This is madness. If an American psychiatrist said this is madness... They might well be uh, threatened of losing his or her license to practice medicine. It's going to hurt a lot of people, a lot of young people who have disorders think they're going to fix them by becoming trans when they're not. Vote Democrat and you'll have hundreds of thousands of more young people doing precisely that. Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager As a, an introduction to my guest I'd like to tie this into my work on the Bible The third volume of my five volumes Of commentary on the first five books Just came out, Deuteronomy, Genesis and Exodus have been out So Deuteronomy has the Ten Commandments The Ten Commandments I'm often asked what I think the most important commandment is. There's no answer to that, obviously, but in different times in my life, I've had a different answer. My current answer is honor your father and mother because parental authority, the idea that the parents run the house and not the children, is essential to the development of civilization. Every cult and every totalitarian movement begins by diminishing, reducing, eliminating parental authority. That is what the left in America is doing. It's a cult. It's a totalitarian movement. Every leftist movement in history has been totalitarian since Vladimir Lenin. Not liberal, left. And they're starting with the diminution of parental authority. The Alliance Defending Freedom, one of my favorite organizations in the country, is fighting for parental rights. And I have Matt Sharp, Senior Counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom. 
on video and audio. And that's your is that your area of expertise or concern, Matt? That is. We've we've been heavily involved in that, both on defending parents in court, but also trying to pass good laws that make sure that these violations of their rights don't happen in the first place. Can you give an example of an attack on parental authority? Well, I think this segues very well with what you were chatting about earlier with uh, the transgender and the National Health Services. We've got cases where school officials, counselors, and others are socially transitioning these kids. So this is giving them a new name, a new pronoun, sometimes even bringing clothes to school so that a young boy can can change and start dressing as a girl and doing it without any uh, discussion with the parents, without seeking the parents' permission, and sometimes intentionally deceiving parents about it. So we've got a case going on in Wisconsin where this happened, where a young 12-year-old girl was being socially transitioned by school officials without the parents knowing. And when the parents confronted the school about this and said, we're working with our daughter, we're, we're getting her counseling, we're helping navigate this, we want you to respect our decision as a parent to recognize that our daughter is biologically a female and not to sow these seeds of confusion, the school said, no, we're not going to do that. We know better than you. And that's why these parents and others joined to sue and challenge these policies that are undermining parental rights, that are pushing kids down this one-way pathway towards puberty blockers, towards cross-sex hormones, towards toward irreversible surgeries that we know do irreparable damage to kids. And that's why Alliance Defending Freedom is standing with these parents to make sure that their right to make those decisions is being respected. Yeah, the, the left who run our schools have contempt for parents and their authority. Is that a fair statement? Yep. So what is the story in the Wisconsin case? Where, where is it at now? Uh, so we're right in the middle of litigation on all of that, making arguments that what the policies in Wisconsin were doing undermine that fundamental right of parents, that even our Supreme Court has said parents have the fundamental right to direct the care, upbringing, and education of their children. And so policies like these in Wisconsin, policies that we're challenging in Virginia and other places, undermine that fundamental right of parents. And so we're hopeful that the courts are going to uphold these rights, strike down those policies, and make sure that what happened in Wisconsin or the other places doesn't happen anywhere else in the country. So what would the court, if the court rules in your favor, and really the child's favor, our favor, what will they be saying? Will they, will they be saying that you, the school, cannot do this without parental agreement is that is that what the ruling would mean yep that would be part of it it's saying that parents get to make these decisions about their child's education about their health care about their mental health not government bureaucrats not school officials it's parents that have the right to make these decisions and so it would be putting a block on any of these policies any actions by school officials to undermine that decision-making authority of parents now you know, folks, why ADF is so important. Matt, I can't thank you and ADF enough. I, I, I personally support you. I professionally support you. Please, folks, during the break right now, please go to my website. There's a banner for the Alliance Defending Freedom. Kids and parents are at stake, so please donate. Thank you, Matt. God bless you. Thanks, Dennis. My pleasure. There's a banner at DennisPrager.com, my friends, for the Alliance Defending Freedom. 
Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. One of the most prescient observers of the political scene is Dinesh D'Souza. He has his own major, widely heard podcast. He's of course the producer, director, I don't know if he's director, he's the creator of 2000 Mules, the important film on what happened in the last election. And now the book is out of 2,000 Mules, based on the movie, and it is definitely worth reading. Dinesh D'Souza, are you there? I am here, Dennis. I'm glad to be with you. That's all. Um, yeah, so all. thanks for that introduction, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Well, it's good to have you, as always, Dinesh. So I noted to my audience earlier The dishonesty that surrounded the John Fetterman candidacy is is even remarkable for the left, that even his doctors would collude in lying about his condition. Any thoughts on this? Well, I, I think we've reached a point where the dishonesty is so brazen that the facts are there for us to see and someone is telling us that it's not what we observe. Our, our eyes are lying to us, our ears are lying to us, our brain is lying to us. See, normally for the media, you don't have that. Something happens, they distort the story, but no one's in a position to compare the propaganda with the original to see the extent of the manipulation. But here, the Fetterman debate came first. People could see it. And then, of course, I I was chuckling particularly about the Philadelphia Inquirer. They said, well, our editorial board met and uh, we came up with the sober judgment that Fetterman clearly won that debate. You're kidding. I did not know that. Boy, you know, I... I, This wasn't... uh, This isn't just one guy. Apparently, their entire editorial... Oh, my God. Uh, I have to say, Phil, in, in in the race downhill between major cities in America, Philadelphia may be winning that race. I think the number of, of reports of distorted life I get from Philadelphia, this is, this is uh, even I'm shocked, because many people on the left did acknowledge that he did poorly. I mean, tragically poorly. And the Philadelphia Inquirer editorial board said he won? I mean, even the Fetterman campaign, you know that they recognized they did badly because they were explaining, they said that his, you know, his closed captioning system seems to have malfunctioned. So they were giving reasons for why he came across as, um, not, I mean, bumbling and incoherent is, is inadequate because that describes Biden. This guy was at a whole different level that made even Biden look like an uh, epitome of clarity. By the way, explain to me, he's, was he reading answers? I don't even understand that part. The claim of the campaign was that Fetterman has difficulty with processing information. He needs to sort of see it visually. And so their idea was to essentially transcribe everything that the moderator was saying, everything that Oz was saying, so Fetterman could sort of see it almost like a teleprompter and then respond to that. I mean, this was obviously intended to make life easier for Fetterman, but that didn't help either. And then they claimed later that, I mean, I laughed because I, 
to me, it sounded like, well, you know, the reason I lost the Olympic 100-yard dash is my wheelchair was malfunctioning. <laughs> Obviously, it raises the question, why are you participating in a race where you That's need a wheelchair? That's a good a one. I got to admit, that, that was very witty, I have to say. I'll tell you, for me, the bottom line, though, the bottom line, and I really want you to address this, this is right up your alley. See, I believe that the left destroys everything it touches. It's one of my famous mottos. And one of them is Election Day. There was a time in America when there was an Election Day. Now there's an election month or two months. How many people do you know, uh, I don't recall exactly, how many people have already voted had already voted prior to the debate in Pennsylvania? Well, I did see something, and and I'm just quoting something I saw on social media, but it said that something like 60 to 70 percent of Democrats have already voted. And the person who posted that made the observation that the Fetterman campaign, which had been putting off the idea of doing a debate, eventually they finally felt they had to do just one or at least one And so but they delayed it so that a lot of the kind of early voting, uh, those ballots would already be cast so that independents and Democrats couldn't go, oh, man, this is what we voted for, because you know what? They already voted. So that's why they do this. That's the reason for such early voting. Yeah, the early voting is, uh, look, I mean, it's one thing to say that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And so this time and this time alone, we have to do things a little differently. But it looks like the Democrats have seen that the system plays to their benefit. I mean, all of it, not just the early voting, the mail-in drop boxes, uh, the whole deal. The reason that Hillary Clinton made that interesting statement from yesterday or the day before, where she's saying, Republicans are trying to cheat to win the 2024 election. And at first glance, you think, what kind of crazy outburst is this? You're talking about 2024? Well, what she's talking about is the Supreme Court case coming up, the the Harper case, this fall, uh, which essentially she's worried that they will do nothing more than affirm the clear language of the Constitution, which says that the rules governing elections should be made by the legislature of the state. Uh, and, of course, what Hillary wants is for judges to make those decisions and secretaries of state and consent decrees and the whole rigmarole that Democrats use to create an unlevel playing field. All right, so explain this to me. If that isn't, if that's already constitutional, why do we need a law? We We need... Well, we don't need a law, but we need a Supreme Court ruling affirming what the Constitution says, and the reason is that the clear language of the Constitution has been so twisted. I mean, look, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in 2020 decided that even though the law doesn't allow for this, um, nevertheless, mail-in ballots will be counted three days after Election Day. Now, think about that. Where can you get that kind of authority? Well, the answer is the court basically said, well, we're the referees. The call is up to us. Um, It's covid So we're going to decide to create a little bit of breathing room, extra space, leeway, if you will, for the absentee ballot. So this case would bear upon something like that. The Supreme Court would be saying, in effect, no, listen, the rules of the election are made by the legislature and neither courts nor secretaries of state can depart from what the legislature has decreed. Those are the rules and everybody has to play by those rules. Right. But obviously in Democrat run states, that they'll have two months, if they want, of mail-in ballots. 
Right. Now, the mail-in ballots are allowed if the legislature allows them, right? In other words, these laws are made at the state level. And Arizona, I mean, California, your uh, state, for example, allows ballot harvesting, and it allows it by law. It allows it through the legislature. Now, my opinion is that in, in those circumstances, Republicans should do what Democrats do. If Democrats are going to liberal churches and collecting votes and bringing them down to the office, well, Republicans should go to evangelical churches and do the same thing. Yes, that's exactly right. What does 2,000 Mules, the book, have that would add to people's appreciation of the movie? It's, it's a little more updated. The movie came out in May, and the book is out now. Uh, that's not normal for me. I normally release them at the same time. There are things in the movie you can't get in the book. So, for example, the surveillance video that's in the movie, I obviously can't put into a book. But the book is a more detailed uh, fully referenced, systematic exposition of the case than a movie can possibly be. And the book also has a detailed um, rebuttal to the critics of the movie. So I, I take the rebuttals on one by one. Uh, I name the critics and I, I go through their points um, and I think debunk them. I debunk the debunkers. That alone is worth the price of the book, folks. For those of you who have, and every one of you does, a relative or a friend who finds the idea that there was possible cheating in the 2020 uh, election, uh, absolutely inconceivable, here Dinesh D'Souza answers the critics of the film. We'll have a part two of this, Dinesh. Uh, uh, your book, of course, is up at DennisPrager.com. You folks can get it at Salem. You can get it at Amazon. 2,000 Mules. Dinesh will speak soon. I thank you for all your work, and uh, we'll speak after the election. Look forward to it. Thank you. All right, folks, back in a moment. 2,000 Mules. I'm holding it up right now by Dinesh D'Souza. The Dennis Prager Show. Hey, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Megan McCain writing in Daily Mail. We saw a man in the throes of a difficult recovery from a stroke, speaking about John Fetterman, and we were exposed to a political and media scandal. I would go so far as to call it a cover-up. Charlotte Alter, Times senior correspondent, tweeted, I spoke to Fetterman recently, and I expected him to be very bad tonight, but he was much worse than I expected and much worse than in our one-to-one conversation. David Axelrod, prominent former senior advisor to Barack Obama, tweeted Fetterman needed to show that he sufficiently recovered, and this debate surely did not help. And it just wasn't his inability to communicate that was jarring. Fetterman tried to go back on his previous positions on fracking and socialized medicine. He continually threw ad hominem attacks at Dr. Oz, And most importantly, he provided zero substance for voters. But here's the most important thing about Pennsylvania. Almost 640,000 early votes have already been cast in Pennsylvania. More than 7 in 10 of those voters have been from Democrats. I imagine they were not fully aware of Fetterman's status. Political and media malpractice led to this moment. They've destroyed Election Day, the Democrats and the left. But gee, anybody who even utters the thought 
that they might have meddled with elections by doing any of these things is considered an attack on democracy. Even if you recognize their elected people as elected. But you can't even think maybe there was something amiss here, maybe something awry. Do you think it's healthy for their favorite word, democracy? To have people, million, tens of millions of ballots sent out a month before election day? Why can you even vote a month before election day? What was wrong with election day as we've had it all through American history? What was wrong with it? What was wrong with paper ballots? You can't hack paper ballots. I'm not saying the machines were hacked. I'm just telling you that if you really cared about election integrity, you'd go back to a paper ballot. How come we knew the election results, the the night of the election in almost every case in modern American history? And now we don't. We don't know it for days. Why is that? Does that increase your belief in the integrity of the elections? It's an interesting question she asks. Barack Obama is supposed to campaign for Fetterman on November 5th. Will this go forward? Does the former president believe this is appropriate? We shall see. What do you think will happen? I don't think he can cancel. You too? I agree. You agree? The Fetterman campaign, but but he will look ludicrous. He, he's in a no-win position, Obama, which is rare for him. The Fetterman campaign has refused to release his medical records or make his doctors available to the media. Giselle Fetterman, his wife, has said it is bigotry, ableism, to suggest her husband may not be fit to serve. She has gone so far as to shame NBC News reporter Dasha Burns, who bravely did her job when she interviewed Fetterman and remarked that he didn't seem to understand her questions. Mrs. Fetterman even demanded... There be consequences, quote-unquote, for Burns having said so. Which brings me, she writes, to my second point about Tuesday night, the exposure of egregious media malpractice. There were too many so-called reporters to count who vouched for John Fetterman. Remember their names, Molly Jung Fast, Kara Swisher, Rebecca Traster, and John Hendrickson, just to name a few. Hardly anyone came to Dasha Burns' defense. In fact, major media figures like Swisher brought out the pitchfork and claimed the reporter was to blame. Maybe Burns is bad at, quote, small talk, tweeted Swisher. The message was clear. If you dare to report on Fetterman's condition, your career is in jeopardy. Potentially one of the most egregious examples of media malpractice was committed on the part of MSNBC. A source told DailyMail.com that in three of four interviews that John Fetterman conducted on the cable news network between the time of his stroke and the Burns interview, closed captioning was used and not disclosed to the audience. The sheer ugly truth is the media didn't want to know because this Senate seat is too critical to them. It gives Democrats a chance to hold on to the Senate 
So the vast majority of those in the media don't want to consider whether a candidate who suffered a stroke is healthy and fit to survive. Because the media do for the Democratic Party what the communist media did in the Soviet Union for the Communist Party. I draw no distinction. Do you? Did Pravda ever differ with the Communist Party? Does the left-wing media ever differ with the Democratic Party? Maybe, but I can't remember an instance. Do not despair, my friends. First, vote. Second, get everybody you know to vote. Send out columns on your Twitter account, your Facebook, whatever it might be. I feel for you, and I mean it very, very sincerely, who have to hide from friends and or relatives, even children, what you actually think. I think this is a first in American history. Parents afraid of their children with regard to their political, moral, social views. If you just say a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, you might lose contact with one of your children. I don't mean a transgender child. I mean a cisgender child. Because they've been brainwashed to believe you're a bigot if you say a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. We return. The Dennis Prager Show. Academy Awards. I'm on the air. Is that right? I'm on the air? Holy crow. Where did holy crow come from? I know why. Probably because people wouldn't want to say Jesus Christ, I think. And they would say crow instead of Christ. Is that right? You think that's why? Otherwise, how, what does Holy Crow have to do with it? I know Holy Mackerel. It's because Catholics wouldn't eat fish on, uh, wouldn't eat meat on Fridays. I think you made up. No, no, what, Holy Mackerel? Crow. A Holy Crow? Oh, that's interesting. I think you made it up. Is that possible? Hey, Sean, have you ever heard Holy Crow? Yes. He did. Okay, so I didn't make it up. He, he heard it from you. No, wait, did you hear it from me or did you hear it in your life? Possibly you heard it from me. <laughs> Holy crow. <laughs> oh, boy. Got to laugh because it's a very difficult time we're in. Very difficult indeed. Yep, 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 yep. Looking at the calls, got a lot of good ones. We got a lot to say. I'm, I'm torn. Uh, okay. Swanton, Ohio. Judge, is that your name, Judge? Yes, sir. Hi. Hello. Hey, um, so this is all new to me, the channel. Just stumbled across it, and I've seen this guy in the news here and there. Just, I mean, are the Democrats that desperate that they're going to stand behind this guy? I don't know who's worse, him or Joe Biden. So my answer to you is that they will stand by him. And there, believe it or not, I understand that. 
their thinking is, look, if he's really not uh, not capable of being a senator, then the then what happens? Is it does the governor, or is it, is it every state is different, or is that true for all the states? Yeah, it, it's always the governor. The governor then appoints, but of course they they they'll gam- they're gambling that there'll be a Democratic governor then, obviously. So uh, I believe it or not, I understand. See, the left understands. You don't vote for the man; you vote for the party. It's the naive who say, I vote for the man. But there are many naive voters, and they will not vote in most instances for somebody who is that impaired. So the the issue is not who will Democrats vote for, it's who will independents vote for. And that's why they didn't, uh, they wanted very early voting, among other reasons. Okay, let's see here. Uh, somebody running for school board. Greg in Chaska, Minnesota. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Um, I'm one of a group of four that are running for four of seven open seats in Carver County. And and I started listening um, during your, your last segment that had to do with some of the gender training and the other the other issues. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. It's been a, been a lot more than I... Um, I, I expected it to be, um, as far as uh, what the media has done and they're doing. I, as I was sitting on hold waiting for you, I got notified by the uh, Minneapolis Star and Tribune wanted to come after me for a for a rather generic email. But my point being is that um, what I've learned through this um, is is how much influence the, um, the the school unions have, the teachers unions, and how little influence teachers and parents have, and that's one of the uh, major issues that our team of four are running together as, is is to get the parents and teachers back into the... Uh, so is your area, is that county liberal or conservative? It's, it's, uh, it's the, the western side of it, is, is, if you were to look at a map of the Twin Cities, I'm I'm about one minute out of the cornfield, so we're right on the very edge of it. If you look at the eastern side of the the county, it's it's much more blue, moving to the western side, which is clearly red. So we've got our work cut out for us, but uh, we're feeling very strongly, doing a lot of door knocking. We're getting a lot of very positive results in it, but uh, it, it's just been an incredible eye opener. Is the I'm, issue of the uh, of the trans increase and support? to hide this from parents, is that come up? Oh, my gosh, that's what it's all about. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. You made my day. That's it. If this is not, if this does not turn out to be the Achilles heel of the left, then there is very little hope for our society. If people think that schools should hide from parents, that their daughter says she's a boy, then... Nothing short of disengagement from the schools will work. Good luck, my friend. I'd like to hear from you after the election. Either way. One who can believe in you more than you do. All right, here we go. 
go. Yes, you're right. Lawrence in in Parker Heights, Texas. It's not Holy Crow. It's Holy Cow. And I do know that. Thank you. That's correct. I don't know. So I must. I think you're right, Alan. I I made it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be saying that again. Uh, it's, he made you, it up. You, you, he made it up. All right. Look it up, guys. Look up Holy Crow. That would be very interesting. It ex- Okay. He thinks it pre-existed me, and you think it, uh, that I made it up. Okay. I, I, I have no idea. I have a very interesting story for you on the world scene. And I will have it for you in a moment about she, who is now elected, contrary to whatever they have as law in their country, in China, to a third term as president. He is is dictator. He is the new Mao. So if you want to understand China, you you have to understand that he is the new Mao, which is a very frightening thing for the Chinese people, although vast numbers will support him because people don't value liberty as much as they value being taken care of. And for reasons that I don't understand, I can't find my own printout of the piece. But guess what? I have another way of finding it, because I save these things. But this is important. There we go. Ready? Ready. From the Daily Mail, Xi Jinping has begun his historic third term as Chinese leader by crashing the stock market, with tens of billions wiped off the value of leading firms in recent days. Exchanges in Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Shenzhen all fell. This week, after Xi was handed another five years in power and used it to tighten his grip on the country, some $70 billion. Did you know this? This is amazing. Were also wiped off the value of Chinese firms listed overseas as foreign investors fled in the face of Xi's increasingly authoritarian plans for the Chinese economy. It comes after he stripped top economists and experts from positions of power and instead filled the post with loyalists. Analysts say he it appears he is willing to stunt Chinese growth provided it hands him more power. That's it. That's why I'm reading this to you. This is the left on steroids. They are more interested in power than they even are in money. He is willing to hurt his country's finances for the sake of power. Does that sound familiar? Did not Joe Biden do that from the day he was elected? From the day he was inaugurated, I should say? With the pipeline, the XL pipeline, remember that? The left lies to you when they say, oh, the whole thing, the all the inflation, it's due to Russia and the invasion of Ukraine. No, my friends, it preceded Russia 
and the invasion of Ukraine. The decimation of the American economy and its inflation were created by Joe Biden, the Democrats, and the left because of their maniacal fixation on getting rid of the most important resource we have, which is fossil fuel and even fracking and natural gas, anything but wind and solar. They are more interested in power, the left, than in money. That is why this article is so important. The left is the left is the left. The American left does not have the power that Xi Jinping has. They would, it would love it, but it doesn't have it yet. Half this country stands in the way. But they've taken over every institution that I can think of. So they think they, they got the country. But the country is not the American Medical Association. The country is not the American Bar Association. The country is not Yale University. Yet. November 8th. November 8th. That's right. That's why it's so important. So listen. If you're going to vote Libertarian, you might as well vote Democrat. Just a thought. I spoke about this at length last week or the week before. I don't understand the mentality of a conservative who votes for the Libertarian Party. I'd rather see the left win than give the Republicans a vote. Woo. Okay. I dealt with on that issue at length. I won't continue. Just to tell you, the only obstacle to the Democrats are the Republicans. Not the Libertarians, not sitting out the vote, the Republicans. They're very flawed. Doesn't matter. Fix the flaws after we prevent the left from doing what Xi Jinping does. But this is really the lesson that you must know. It's not money. It might have been money in the case of Big Pharma and in the case of many of those who support Big Pharma, but it is power in terms of the left. That's what they most want. He is crushing his own economy in China in order to consolidate his grip on power. We'll see what happens. But the lesson for all of us is what the left most wants. P-O-W-E-R. Go to my website. You want to fight? Support ADF. Lions Defending Freedom, last two days of appealing to you. Give whatever you can. The banner is at my website, Alliance Defending Freedom. Back in a moment. Open for the arms of Get to me the sooner or later. Well, everybody, we are already at the final segment of today's show. And... I'll just read to you one more thing from this piece. This is so educational, my friends. So important that you understand the left is more interested in power than even in money. There's a lot of there are a lot of lessons to be learned in that, by the way. 
The Leninist leader, that is Xi, outlined his vision for the next five years at the weekend, vowing to protect China from what he sees as an increasingly hostile world, while indoctrinating every sector of society, including business, into Xi Jinping thought. I told you, this is the new Mao. He also announced the new Politburo Standing Committee, six men who will help him run the country, which he stacked with ideologues who were seen as short on expertise and experience. Li Kang was brought in as a new premier, the former leader of Shanghai, who oversaw a zero-COVID lockdown on the city that wrecked its markets and brought misery to millions of citizens. Wow, he's going to now help run the country. What she believes in is an economic model where he relies on state sector and the private sector is controlled by the party. That is the dream of every leftist in America. Not every liberal, every leftist. Where the state runs the economy. And it's always done in parts. Take over health care. I don't know. Do a, does a majority of, an, of Americans want the government to take over health care? It may well be. Do they think England is a good model? Canada is a good model? What's the good model for that? We did once have the greatest health care system. It wasn't the greatest for every single person. There's no such thing. It doesn't work. Life, life doesn't work out according to dreams. We can aim for something. But it was better to be middle-class American than middle-class Canadian or middle-class English or middle-class German with the health care that was available in this country. Watch what's happening in China, and you will understand what could happen in the future of America. There's a very scary development in China. But, unlike China, we have things like talk radio, like what you're listening to right now. And we're not going to shut up. Thanks, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, Every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.